And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 102 today. Your host, CJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Week one recap. Kurtzman, how are we doing today, brother? I'm doing good. It was a good first week of games. Um, a lot of blowouts, a couple close ones. Um, but overall, I liked where the league was. I think there's some good teams. I think there's a lot of teams that potentially be good, but got off to rough starts. And I also like that the shit talking was at a good level. I didn't think anyone really lost their heads too bad. So let's try to just keep that up. Let's, uh, let's keep the, the shit talking to a game shit talking, not a personal shit talking. Dad, how you feeling? Feeling tired. You guys got to start doing this podcast a little <laughs> early. I got like five hours. I got to get up for work. I, so. I fucking work till 11 o'clock. What do you want me to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Um, all right. Week <laughs> week one recap. Uh, Kurt, let's start with the 9 a.m. slate. Who's the first game of the day here? Which uh, game do you want to start with? You do, you do Bucks Bengals. That was yeah. probably the highlighted matchup of the week. All right. Bucks Bengals. Dad, I'm going to start with you because I know you watch this one very closely. Yeah. What were your big takeaways from uh, – let's start, let's start with the Bengals. A lot of new guys in the league. There was zero offense in this game on both sides of the ball. Very disappointed. I thought I'd see a little bit more electricity. Uh, I like listen the Bengals. I like their team. They got a good, good sized line. They're athletic. Um, you know what? Trevor's a good quarterback. I don't understand what happened. He made some bad decisions, uh, some bad clock management at the end of the game. Uh, it just wasn't a well played game on both sides. You want to say the defense was dominant with good defensive plays? Yeah, I'll give you that. But in, in flag football and fifty yard field, you got to generate more than seven to six in a flag football game. So on both sides, and I was talking to Mike after the game, he was telling me that he didn't get enough practice with his players. The guys couldn't show up. That's why they couldn't be on the same page. But again, you know, other than, than the interception uh, Spo. Uh, from Spo, no offense, zero offense. Very disappointing in this game. I know, listen, listen, I know there was a lot of trash talking, but you had to expect that with, with uh, Mikey and Zach. And I was trying to tell the the, the Bengals because they were new. I, I went over to the sideline. I told Trevor, "Tell you guys, this is this is their game. They're not looking to fight here. They're just just it's just their game. They want to get in your head, and it looks like it's working because a lot of guys are, are upset and talking back. So I was trying to tell him, but you know, I, I and um, player Rojas, cool head, played a great. I thought he played a great game on the defensive line, uh, but he was very very cool. Even with his comebacks, he was cool. Nothing over the top. I thought he played a great game." Um, what else did I want to say about this? Uh, um, I think that's about it. All right, Kurtz. Uh, Tommy covered a lot of it. Yeah, he did. Uh, he just went off right there. No, no, he did. No, no, no. He did a really good. He did a really good job capturing, honestly, what the game was like. Yeah. I watched it. I watched it for the first time uh, just probably 20, 30 minutes ago. Um, like Tommy said, really bad offense. I'm not going to say the defense was good. Um, I think the defensive lines caused a good amount of pressure. Um, but overall the quarterbacks weren't making great decisions with the football, a lot of, um, a lot of 50, 50 balls both ways. And I feel like both offenses feel like they could have put a lot more points on the board if they were able to convert TJ Angstad had a big drop late in this one. Mikey threw a really beautiful ball, uh, down the sideline could have taken the lead late in the game, but, um, listen, it comes down to executing at the end of games and. The Bengals defense held at the end of the game and got the big dub. Uh, Garland was talking a lot of shit uh, in the group chat, hyping up his boys who had never played in the league. And listen, 7-6, not not pretty, but 1-0 on the season. And uh, I guess you can only go up from here offensively. Defensively, I, they held them to zero points. So you got to say their defense did their job. 
I wanted to say um, I think it's a big deal because for the Bengals team, because I think that we think Trevor will be better and they'll be more effective offensively. But when you have new guys coming into the league, that's easily a game that they could have lost like 14 or, you know, 18 to seven just off of three broken plays because you're new to the league, a little miscommunication or miss flag grab kind of a thing. And they just end up in the end zone. Um, I think, you know, these guys coming in, they're really experienced flag football players. Obviously they know how to grab flags and know how to play defense. And I think that's absolutely huge for, you know, people coming to the league because we've seen good athletes come to the league before, but not really be flag football players. I think everyone on that Bengals team is a flag football player. And I think that uh, that's the biggest takeaway is that they just didn't lose because they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. They played bad offensively, but if you're, you know, good athlete, but newer to flag football, there could be, you know, two, three long plays, broken plays that end up in touchdowns and you lose the game, but that didn't happen to them. And I think that's a very good sign for them. Yeah. I think that, um, the big thing is that they're all friends and the chemistry is there and they play together and they probably play together a large majority of their lives. So I think for a team that is a lot of new players, um, they definitely have a leg up in terms of team chemistry and kind of just knowing what each player on their team is really capable of. Yeah, if you had chemistry, you got to come up better than seven points. Yeah, I no, mean, no I chemistry agree, but the defense held them to zero. So, uh, yeah, defense, I need, need Mike to freeze out. I yeah. need Mikey uh, to freeze, actually. I want to shout out to number 24 on the Bengals. I don't know your name. There's a lot of guys I don't know your names yet, just your numbers right now. I'll get to know your names before the end of the season. But I thought he, he was a good player. I thought he had a Short, good Shorter receiver? Yeah, number 24. I think Mike. Yeah, I think uh, that's Mark DePaul. Mark DePaul had a yeah, good Yeah, that's, that's his name. Yeah, good, good player. Like, no, like the way he played. Yeah, I think, we're gonna see more, I think we're going to see more from Don Palumbo, too. Uh, he was given a lot of opportunities. A couple, uh, I think he had six or seven targets in this game. Um, he had a lot of opportunities to make some plays. Uh, balls weren't always thrown in the best spot. Garland would definitely say that was one of his worst games, and you'll probably see better from him. So, I, I listen, I think this Bengals team has high upside, and we could be looking at them as a team down the road that um, is, a, is, is a, a team you might not want to say. Yeah, Mikey, I'm calling Mikey out. I know he said he's got uh... – He's got no offensive linemen here, or he was missing two offensive linemen in that game that they played. But I think that Mikey, Mikey's got to put points up on the board. It's got to be better. Mikey knows that. I think they're they're a team. They they need a big week too. But uh, we got stats for this one, Kurtz. Um, yeah, I actually do have stats for this one. Um, Mikey was ten of 21, 86 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Damian had to catch five yards, Spo to catch for 11 yards, also had two interceptions, one being a pick six. Uh, Zach Shirey had three catches, 22 yards, and a pass breakup. TJ Anks had five catches for 50 yards and two pass breakups. And Mahmoud had three tackles and a two-yard rush. As for the Bengals, Trevor Garland was 9-19, 124 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, rushed four times for 39 yards. Alex Kalka had three catches, 27 yards, and a sack. Um, Don Plumbo, two catches, 17 yards, and what ended up being the game-winning conversion. Uh, the Bengals had four pass breakups to the line, one each by Mike Kalka, Alex Kalka, Yuba uh, Rojas, and Mark Kalka. Mark De Palma had three catches for 62 yards and a touchdown, and T.J. Brown had one catch for 18 yards, and that's it. Oh, Yuba Rojas had two sacks. All right. All right. Let's, let's move on to – the next game, we have Packers against the football team. Yeah. Um, weird football. This is a weird game. We talked about it on the preview. 
really no quarterback in this game for um, the football team. So was played quarterback for the Packers. Uh, I'll start this, Kurtz. I was watching this one, and I, I think that the football team had a quarterback for first down, a quarterback for second down, and a quarterback for third down. Like they, they, how many people threw passes for them? Uh, you have the number? Four. No, I don't. I don't. But it, it was probably four. I mean, I was, I was playing for them for the first half, and I saw three people throw the football for them. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Yeah, that that just sounds like we're not going to score any points today. So I'm not putting much stock into anything. Um, they did. I think individually, though, they had some people that looked like they could do some things. I mean, it's not like Soaps went out there and just lit them up. Like, they were still playing all right. Um, I think they got some athletes on that team, but I can't really judge them until I see Tommy. But uh, the Packers team, I could definitely talk about them. I thought I want to give a shout-out to Tom Garvey. Like, Tom just looks fast and like a good athlete on the field. And that's a, that's big for them. When you add Pitt back, Hughes looked good. He continues to look good. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, there's not much you could put into the game, but I'm happy to see guys like Tom Garvey returning, you know, playing and, and looking good out there. And I'm, uh, I guess I'm curious to see what those guys would look like playing with Tommy Glante because four different people throwing the ball in a single game, that's just you're never, ever going to do anything when you're doing that. Yeah, no, I played for them for a little bit during the game for some of the first half. Actually, you know, it was the entire first half. Um, I, I, I kind of liked what I saw. They were communicating really well in defense. Um, I thought they pulled flags pretty decently for a new team who had never played in the league before. Um, they definitely have confidence in themselves. I promise you that. They were trying to man. They were pressing a lot, um, trying to make life uncomfortable for the Packers receivers. Um but at the end, it was too much, too much veteran leadership on the Packers team. Hughes played a really good game on the line. Uh, so was made enough plays. Luigi Lupino had a big touchdown catch um, in this one. Sobes had a couple rushing touchdowns. Um, I just think that we really can't put any stock into the football team. I like uh, Tim Howard. I thought he was gonna, he's going to be a pretty good player with Tommy. I think Demarcus Price could have a good season um, with Tommy. We also didn't have Paulie or Sedano. So – Three big pieces of that team, literally the core of that team, Tommy's, Paulie, Stan, all not there. I really can't put any stock into this game, honestly, on either side, because Sobe's obviously a better quarterback than Pip as as of the moment. Um, right. And, yeah, no, I really just can't put a lot into this game. No chase either for the Packers. But Packers did what they had to do to get it done. They got out to an early lead. I think pretty sure the football team scored on the last play of the game. Uh, just have to be scored to cut down. But overall, like you said, if you can't, if you have four guys throwing the football, you're not going to win the game. That, yeah, I chose really to not watch this game much because to me it was like a pickup game. Uh, they weren't the real Fair. teams. You know, the, all the stars were gone. The quarterbacks weren't playing. Your best players weren't on, on the field. So to me, I, I didn't take a lot of stock into it, like you said. Uh, but the, the football team, the, <laughs> they might as well be in the soccer team. There was wasn't much scoring on that <laughs> side of the ball. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pass judgment on these teams until I actually see their full teams play. All right. Fair enough. You have stats, Kurtz? No, I don't. All right. Valid. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about that game? No, I, I, yeah. listen, like, I don't, I just don't want to, yeah. I just don't, I don't want to judge these teams off of what yeah. we watched. Like um, they made some, the, the football team made some nice plays. Like I said, I thought Tim, DeMarcus and Remy are going to be solid players in the league. We know what Giuseppe can do when he has a capable quarterback. Um, they got to figure out who's playing the line for them. I know Jay, Ra- Jay Ramos um, was snapping, but I mean, I was playing line for a little bit and actually the entire first half, but uh, eh, I held my own in there. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to your game, dude. Oh, geez. Oh, um, God. The Rams won 52-7. Okay, we can go on to the next 10 o'clock game now. Kurtzman got fucking aired out. Um, I set the line at nine and a half. <laughs> if, I, if I could have bet, I would have bet minus 28 and a half. <laughs> because there, there was never, ever a chance in this one. Um, it was ugly. You guys were getting picked apart. Justin dunked on, I think, three people. You threw two pick sixes. Um, I being Justin back is, is cheat code. They're a glitch. I thought they looked really good out there. Um, just IB is just, you know how it goes. Runs around for 30 seconds, makes plays. It's making people miss the entire time. Um, you guys, Kurtzman, this is the first time we talked about your team had no practice. It clearly showed. You guys looked discombobulated out there. They were just picking on you. There, there was, I was talking to IB after the game. He was like, yeah, I honestly had whatever I wanted. It's like I kept going to stuff over and over again. Everything was wide open. Um, this was a good old-fashioned beatdown, Dad. Yeah. I may never, ever pick against IB and, and Justin again uh, for the rest of the season. I already got to mark them as favorite for the Super Bowl. Uh, was this a, uh, an example of Super Bowl hangover for Kurtzman? That's what a lot of people were saying. That uh, the last game uh, that, that he played last season spilled over into the first game. I, I don't think that's the fact. I don't think that's the case. Uh, what I don't, I know, I know Jack, Jack is one of your better players and he wasn't able to play. Uh, can you elaborate on what happened to Jack? No, I mean, we went down and then out of nowhere, I saw him throwing up on the sideline and I told him, listen, if you're not feeling good enough to come back in the game, don't push your body. It's week one of the regular season. And at that point we were either down 22 to seven or 29 to seven. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell him, yo, get back in the game. You have to play. If he's not feeling well, he's not feeling well. Did he tell you is. that he didn't want to play? What? Did he tell you he didn't want to play? Or no, you... he said he, he said he physically couldn't. So I said, all right. All right. Yeah, no, listen, I'm not going to air out Jack. He did not quit. I don't think he quit. Yeah, Jack would never quit the game. No, like, I don't know what you're – I don't know if you're trying to get me to say that, but – No, no, I'm, I'm asking you, did, did he say, listen, I, I can't go. I'm, I'm not no, yeah, after the game, after the game we talked, and and it, it's fine. There's no, there's no problems where – we're on our, we're, we're, listen, we're, 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 I'm not worried. I think we, it showed that we didn't practice. We didn't get together. We didn't really game plan at all. I kind of told the team game plan right before the game. Um, I thought I, I, listen, I knew going in, it wasn't going to be like Wyoming. There were going to be uh, defensive miscues. Um, I thought offense could be a little, could have been a little bit better. I did not play well at all. Um, we have to figure out the offensive line. And I think once we kind of just get ourselves together and get composed and start getting a little rhythm on offense, it'll spill over to the defense and we'll move forward. Um, it, it was the worst I've ever been beat and it probably won't happen again. Listen, Jack, Jack's at my house every day. Jack's a close friend of Chris. Uh, I love Jack. Jack's a great player. Jack's one of the premier players in this league. The thing that bothers me is last year, the attitude of the team that, uh, of that, that they played on, was such that you know what? If if, if it's it's that type of game, what the fuck am I playing for? I just hope he didn't tap out early. If he's sick, he's sick, and that's legit, and I don't have a beef with that. I, I just, said I said that I told you this. I was on. I was recording the game. Jack was literally throwing up for twenty straight minutes next to where I was recording. Matt the game. Marola and in this type of game, that type of he would throw up twenty times in a game, and Matt Marola's in there. I you know what? It's the heat. It happens. But I'm saying if he can't go, he can't go. That's legit. I just don't want, I, you know. 
I, I thought, I thought was it was kind of early to tap out of a game. I don't know if Matt was throwing up for 20 minutes. Matt's always throwing up. You can't name a game in the summer where Matt didn't throw up. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Anyways, uh, you have stats, Gertz? No, but I know Justin had three touchdowns. I know Rougeau had a pick six. Justin had a pick six. Um, they absolutely showed us. Jack had our lone touchdown. Mike had a few catches. I played like shit, probably under 50% completion. I was terrible. Yeah. Ivy was amazing. You stink. Ivy's a god. All right. Um, Ravens versus Cowboys. Another fucking air out. Yeah, the 10 o'clock slate was terrible. Joe Leota. Joe Lagoda. <laughs> Joey Goats. Joey Pizza. Um, Ritter's a god. God. Ritter's a dog. Um, I said this to Ritter. Um, Ritter's a first-round pick. Yeah. He's a first-round pick. Plays great on both sides of the ball. He's a first-round pick. Um, Liam Knowles is amazing. Um, their whole team, fire. They're missing uh, Joe Leota's cousin, who we know is going to be a big offensive lineman for them. They were great. Uh, Leota comes out, and he looks like a guy who's been playing in our league forever. He's a champion. Um, that team, has, we talked about it, a lot of Dartmouth guys. They were super ready to go. They were super locked in, and they ran off on uh, the Cowboys here, Kurtz and Dan Dexter's debut. Yeah, Leota immediately showed he belonged. If you didn't already, if you didn't believe it uh, with Dartmouth, believe it now. Joe Leota is the real deal. Um, he, like you said, he plays like he's been playing in the league for years. He can sling it around the. He can sling it around the yard with the best of them. He slings um, the pill, yo. <laughs> yeah, he definitely slings the pill. Um, Rich Rich was amazing in this one. Had an interception and two touchdowns. Um, getting they were really they really got whatever they wanted. Um, on the film, it looked like everything kind of came easy to them. The Cowboys were not ready to go. Um, it was close for a little bit. I thought maybe there were moments in that game where the Cowboys, if they executed a little better, could have uh, kept the game a little closer. But the Ravens are a really good team. They got a really a lot of really good players. Uh, if you didn't know, Leota plays with Anthony Rodriguez and Anthony H in another league. So they have a little chemistry also along with Liam Knowles and Rich from uh, Dartmouth. And I want to give a shout out to Chris Johnson. Uh, he honestly kind of popped on the film when I was watching it. He was kind of, he was flying around on defense, making a lot of plays and he had a really nice lateral to Anthony Rodriguez on a conversion. Um, I like Anthony him. Anthony Rodriguez player. loves being on that team. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely does. No, I, and um I think they have a really good team. They add Joe Malozzi next week at the line, hopefully. And the Ravens are a force. Uh, I want to see them play against one of the better premier teams in the league. But for a week one team against a team that you should go out there and beat, they went out there and more than took care of business. That, yeah, I think they could stand toe-to-toe with almost any team in this league, as, as I could see right now. Uh, championship DNA is, is huge, and it showed uh, in the game last week. Uh, Liam uh, and, and Ritter, they're, they're two big pluses for uh, for Joe Liotta. Uh The rest of the team, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll get their names. Uh, but uh, I think this team moving forward is going to be a force. What about the Cowboys? Uh, you know what? I like what I saw out of Dan Dexter. You know what? He, he can run the ball. I, I, he's very competitive. You can see it when he comes to the sidelines. I thought uh, that he had a lot of a couple of drop passes. 
I think that maybe uh, at points, maybe the roots weren't run the way he wanted. I feel like he had a lot of overthrows too. Like there was an opportunity there. They just didn't connect. Yeah, but you don't know if it's overthrow on his part or is it the yeah, that was saying. run wrong? They, just, they didn't connect. So, you know what? I'm just I'm going to reserve judgment now, but I, I like I like what I saw. And I'm hoping that, that that team starts to gel and you can see what he's really about. You're giving them a pass for playing uh, experienced uh, Ravens team with Joe Liotta. Yeah, like I said, he had to face the championship DNA right there. So it's a tough first game for him. But I, I think he'll be well. I'll do well. You got yeah. anything else, Kurtz? Yeah, no, I thought there were flashes from Dan Dexter. Um, I think that's another team. I know that I think they definitely practiced just scrimmage a little bit at one point um, over the, the, the short preseason. But it, it, it showed that they needed to kind of figure out, like, where to put some guys and how to go about playing. They also were missing two of – uh, two of their their third and fourth round pick, two of their better receivers, uh, the Bernier brothers. So um, hopefully they're there this week for week two. Um, we should see a little bit better offense moving forward for the Cowboys. I think Dexter, like you said, is a very competitive person. He is not someone that's going to give up after a drubbing in week one. So um, I'm going to reserve a little judgment for the Cowboys as well, like Tommy said. So Ravens, big win. Cowboys, don't hang your heads. Long season. Still got seven games to go. Anything else, Dad? That's it. All right. You have stats, Kurtz? Yeah. Leota, 10 of 18, 125 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. Also ran five times for 54 yards. Liam Knowles, two catches, 10 yards, and a touchdown with two pass breakups. Vinarina, two catches, 37 yards, a 12-yard rushing touchdown, and an interception. Um, Rich Ritter, two catches, 55 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, Anthony H. Dins had one catch for five yards and a touchdown, also had a sack. Chris Johnson had one catch for three yards and three tackles. Ant Rodriguez had one catch for five yards. Rob Benitez had a sack. And Justin Santiago had a one catch, eight yards, and a touchdown. For the Cowboys, Lebo had two catches for 17 yards. Dan Dexter was four, four for 14. 35 yards through three interceptions, ran seven times for 84 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Billy Andrews had an 11-yard catch. Deb Nicholson had a seven-yard catch and an interception. Um, and Marin had two tackles and a pass breakup. All right, let's move on to the next slate here, Kurtz. Let's start with this air out. The Oilers and Jarrock smoking and ruining the debut of Sobes and Augie. Um, the return of Sobes and Augie. The return, excuse me, the return of, uh, of Sobes and Augie. Uh, Kurtzman, I'm going to start with you here. Are the Jaguars done? <laughs> no, I don't think the Jaguars are done, but um, I think the Oilers are very good, like really good. I think they have a really fast athletic team. That must have been some gem to put that team together. Yeah, um, I think they have a fast outside <laughs> team. I think that um, they caught a sleeping a sleeping Jaguars team that wasn't necessarily ready to play week one. Um, the Jaguars have some holes. They got to figure out what they're going to do um, on the offensive line to protect Sobes. I feel like Sobes needs to do a better job at um, getting the ball out quicker. I think he was he's always looking for the big play, and I think that's become his Achilles heel in this league. Um I'm not that the offensive line is bad. I just think they need to play better. Um, he had some overthrows, um, a couple drops, but overall the Oilers kind of got whatever they wanted and the Jaguars were unable to pull flags. Kayshawn had a 45-yard touchdown catch. Jarrock had two long touchdown runs. Um, 
Abdul Sakar had a deep touchdown catch of 30 yards. So just just a lot that the Jaguars need to improve on. But as for the Oilers, they they were absolutely dominant in this one from the start. Um, got a fumble, a fumble six by Jarak on the first play of the game, then um, got the ball right back, scored. Um, the lone highlight for the Jaguars was Augie's one-handed touchdown catch on a on a free play. Outside of that, though, there was really nothing to speak of that was good about the Jaguars team. Dad, I know you wanted to speak about Jarak. Go ahead. Yeah, I was talking to Jarak after the game. Now, uh, what surprised me is like last year, he, uh, you know, his team was built around a big physical offensive line, and you know he rushed for a thousand, threw for a thousand last year. But he told me that he was really happy with the way he put this team together because of its defense. He says he's got a secondary that's going to be hard to be beat, and that makes his team better. So I was shocked to hear that from an offensive guy. I mean, he'll put his stats together no matter what, I think, because he's that type of player. But now he says he's got the defense behind him that's going to take this team over the top. So he's excited about it. I'm excited about it. I think he's got a good team. Kayshawn's a beast. Beast. He's a beast. That's a great first-round pick. Like, he's their first-round pick, and he's a beast. So that's a big win for them. I think we we all picked the Jaguars, no? I think we did. Yeah. I picked the Jaguars. Did you? He did. He did. Wow, Kurtzman's a guy. I picked the Oilers 100%. Kurtzman knew. Because wow. I said, because I said, I said, you know what? Augie always picks against me with Sam Allen, so I'm going to pick against them. I definitely mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, big rivalry win for Jarrock right there. Yeah, he gets the record to Augie to, with, with Augie to one and one. One and one. <laughs> um, huge win for them. Like you said, like you guys said, the Jaguars need, uh, need to do a lot of work. They need to figure shit out, and they got to be ready to play next week. As for the Oilers, I think you can make an argument for them. I say right now, you could make an argument for them at second in the power rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You could make an argument for them at second in the power rankings. So, um, shout out to the Oilers. Shout out to Jarrock for playing well. And, you know, all his teams are always going to be very competitive. And, and, you know, now you got a lot of talent on that team. So I'm excited to watch them keep playing. You got stats, Kurtz? Yeah. One thing before the stats, I just hope that uh, the Oilers get their full team. They're missing a lot of guys. They missed a couple guys. So. Who? Um, they missed Frank Russo, Dion Miller, Nick Molina. They played with seven, and they played well. Wow, so they're just going to get better now. Yeah, hopefully they do. Um, so, yeah, I just I, – I, they're a really good team. I think they have a lot of speed and speed kills, a lot of smart type football minds on that team. So, we'll see what, how far they can go. Jarrock uh, was 10 of 15, 144 yards and four touchdowns. Five carries, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had a fumble recovery for a touchdown um, and a pass breakup. Kayshawn had six catches for 73 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two interceptions and a conversion and two tackles. Wiz had a catch for nine yards with the sack, which was a safety. Um, X had one catch for 12 yards and three tackles. Abdul Sakar had two catches for 50 yards and two touchdowns. Also had a pass breakup. And Dev Spann had a pass breakup. For the Jaguars... Uh, Sobes was 11 and 19, 123 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, also had a fumble lost. Um, four carries for 44 yards and a touchdown. Augie, three catches, 57 yards, and it's a touchdown. His return to receiver also had a pass breakup. Musi had a catch for 10 yards and a sack. Rob Aconte, four catches for 42 yards. And Fat Pete, three catches for 14 yards. All right, let's go to the next game, Kurtz. Um, honestly. Game of the week, maybe? Um, Seahawks Saints. Yeah, no, it was yeah. a solid. It was a, it was definitely a very good game. Game um, of the I week. would probably I'd probably go with Panthers Steelers because it ended on the final play of the game. But, okay. 
Um, no, this was a very good game, St. Seahawks. Uh, I just once again watched this game maybe 30 minutes before I was uh, filming the other 11 o'clock game, so I didn't really get to watch this one in live time. Um, but you came over to me right before it was ending, and you were saying, hey, James in a dogfight right now. Yeah, uh, I said James and Deshaun are in a dogfight. It was a good game. Yeah, no, it, it looked like a really good game. It looked like the energy was really high on both sides. It looked like a lot of guys really into it. These were two teams with a lot of new players in the and league. I wanted to say they – they were, this was a physical game. Like they both teams were big and physical in this one. Like it was, it was really yeah, people line, were going hard. Yeah. No, the line, the trenches looked like it was um, very, very physical, at least early on. Um, but like I said, a lot of new players in this game on both sides, I want to say almost they're probably, I'd say probably 60, 70% of this game was brand new players. Um, so I expected there to be a little bit more high scoring with, like we said, usually with new players, uh, Laps, la, uh, lapses on defense, missed flag grabs. Um, but I honestly thought both these teams played pretty well. Um, not sure if these teams are just two pretty evenly matched teams and they're somewhere together in the power rankings, either high or medium or like middle or at the bottom. But these two teams were very, very evenly matched. I thought Deshaun did a much better job um, at using his feet and running with the ball. He still made a couple errant throws that resulted in interceptions. One, I think, was a miscommunication with his receiver. The other one just not a good throw into traffic. Um, but I thought he showed that he definitely improved from last season. I think he had a better line, so he's a little more um, he's a little more confident in his offensive line. I think he needs to trust him even a little bit more. Uh, but overall, I think that Deshaun definitely made improvements from last season, and um, they should be happy with how they played. And listen, you don't come out with every win, but Deshaun's going to get a few this year, I'm sure of it. As for the Seahawks, uh, yeah, they look good. James, yeah. James looks better than I wait. Honestly, not even a lie, way better than I expected. Um, throwing the ball was definitely a little shaky for him, but he was able to run around, build, uh, make time for people to get open, and he made enough throws when it mattered the most. It didn't look good. It looked ugly a lot of the times, but uh, I'm uh, listen. You see me throw sometimes, and it looks ugly, but it still gets there. Um, James played a pretty sound game of quarterback. I thought he ran, like I said, he ran pretty well and he found open receivers by buying time in the pocket and, or buying time in the backfield, I should say. Um, the D their defense looked pretty good and in sync. So I think they, both these teams are um, good, had good week ones. Only one team could come out with the victory and uh, the Seahawks were able to take care of business late. My big takeaway was that people in this game, like Deshaun's boy who came to the game, Big dude. I don't know his name, Kurtz. Micah Graham. Micah? Yeah. Micah. Micah was, first off, he's huge. Second of all, like, he was very into the game. Love to see that. I thought he was very good. James's boys are good. Mark, he's good. Like, he scored, I think he had a, a couple picks and scored a touchdown. Um, he's a beast. He's really good. Um, the other the other kid, um, I want to say, wait, let me pull up my text real quick. Oh, Giroux. That who you said was Minnesota? Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. Um, James said, dude, he's got to be the sleeper of the year. Um, he was a beast. He was really good. Totally into the game. He was really good. Um, James shout out to some guys. He told me to shout out some guys. Uh, he said Dom is right tackle. He um he made some big key catches in the game. He said he plays in other flag leagues. He, he said he thought he was super solid. Um, he said that uh he was actually really uh, pleasantly surprised with his uh last overall pick, the kid Ibrahim. Um, he said he's a really consistent flag grabber. He was trying his ass off out there. Uh, he told me he also felt like he threw a lot of lollipops. So throwing the ball, like you said, was a little bit of a struggle for him. But he came out and got a win. And they made enough plays. And um, they made uh, – so they, I think they were good on defense too, like you said. But um, 
Deshaun. Talking to talk about Deshaun, he's still doing that shit where he's rolling right and throwing across his body. Like he's just gotta get it out of his game. Like has to. Yeah, you even said even on his touchdown, that could have been picked. Yeah. Like he's gotta stop doing that shit because he's too talented. Like Deshaun has a play there. Like I seen a play, I think he was like he did a little reverse pivot, little stopping on a on a D lineman and just got away from you. Like, bro, you're, you're too talented to be doing that shit, throwing it across the field like that. Um, James also said to me, he also wanted me to say that he thinks the Saints are going to be a really tough team to beat as long as they get consistent attendance. Like, he's like, as long as that team continues to show up and they just build on what they have, he's like, I think they're going to be a really tough team because he walked away from that saying that they were a really good team. They were big and physical. So um, I think both of these teams are good. Like, I think this was two good teams in the league playing. And I think Deshaun, if he just stops doing that shit, they're going to be – more than all right. They're going to be good. And as for the Seahawks, I think I'm excited to watch them keep going. James get better at quarterback as the weeks go on, because I think they have a lot of really good players on the team. Like I think that's one of the better rosters in the league, honestly. Yeah. And no, um, I think that we almost, we say the same thing about Tommy Galante that we say about that you're saying about Deshaun, get that one to two mistakes of your game at oh. each time. And you could be coming out with a couple more wins. Um, Deshaun just turns the ball over. And he, he, he try, listen, I know he trusts his arm and I don't know how much he listens to the podcast, but stop trusting your arm so much because those balls, the people, the, the backside safety, the backside flats, they're looking to make that play on the guy that you think they're not paying attention to, but I promise you they are. Um, there's enough good athletes in the, this league where you will probably get picked off on that ball across the, across your body um, more times than not. Like I said, I think Deshaun, played better this game than he did most games last season. Um, he definitely looks more comfortable back there. But Felt like he had a team out there. Yeah, he definitely had a team out there, a team that was looking to win, really giving a lot of energy and a lot of uh, – and a lot showing a lot of emotion. Like you said, Micah was playing very well. Um, I think also his receivers, he catch the ball for him. Uh, hit a couple of key drops in the middle in, in key situations in this game when I was watching the film. And he, put the, he puts the ball on you a lot of the time, so – the receivers got to do a better job of helping him out and make the plays for him. But overall, I do think the Saints will end up being a, a, a team that I do think could make the playoffs. And um, with if they keep building week by week and, like you said, getting consistent attendance, I do think that it could be good. Um, the Seahawks showed they are able to get a win, and James will not go 0-8. So um, I'm happy that they got a big win, and I'm hoping that more of the teams that lost in week one win in week two so that the power in the league continues to grow. Dad, you got anything else? I got a lot to say about this game, so strap in. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say anything yet? I didn't say anything yet. Oh. I'll wait my turn. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks. Uh, I thought James played the best out of any rookie quarterback that played in the league this week. I think the problem, like, if you saw him throwing, you think he had problems throwing. I think he didn't have a good grip on the ball. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was uh, the slickness of the ball or maybe it just something on his hands. Even he said at the end of the game, you know, he didn't have a really good grip. And you could tell. I think he was struggle, struggling to hold the ball at times. Uh, sometimes it seemed like he was shot putting it. But he would come to me at the, uh, you know, in between uh, when, when offense came up the field, ask me what he was doing. Listen. You're coaching now? You know what? <laughs> Are you coaching? Yeah. I, I, talk, I talk my shit every week. I'll say something on a podcast. I'll, I'll talk to guys on the field. You don't have to listen to me. You can say, listen, the dude's an old head. He played centuries ago. Yeah, okay, fine. I lived for this game. Are you talking to Chris? <laughs> I lived for this game. I played the better part of 18, 19 years playing. Uh, to me, it was religion. Thursday night practice was the best night of the week for me. Sunday morning games, loved them. 
I, I love this shit. So if I got a little wisdom I can impart, you can choose to listen or not. But I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, like I said, James, I talked to James and, you know, I said, keep it simple. Take what the defense gives you. It's always about that. If they're going to give you, I say it all the time, if they give you 10 on the sideline, take 10 on the sideline. If they're going to give you the run, take the run. Just give what the defense, uh, take what the defense gives you. And he did a great job of doing that. Uh, matriculated the ball down the field, moved it very well. Of course, he took what the defense gave him. Smart kid. Uh, I, I think this team is, I, I do love the team. I love his offensive line. Minnesota, you got a big shout out from me. I'm glad you're loving the league. Yeah, I saw you were into this game every single down. I, if there was a mistake to be made, you you t- you own up to it and say that's on me. I like seeing that. I, I like seeing that type of play on the field. I thought he played a great game. Big shout out to Minnesota. Uh, let's get to Coburn was great. Coburn. Oh, Bryce. Uh, uh, oh my God. Let, Bryce, let's yeah. let's get the ball to Bryce. James, you want to succeed and say get the ball to Bryce. He snatched ankles. He's he crazy. Is electric. He he is a game breaker. You got to look for your game breakers on the field. He's that guy. Get him the ball. All right. Let's go to the Saints. Love the Saints. I love the way they looked. I like the way this team was put together. Great offensive line. You got weapons. You got a quarterback with an exceptional arm. Great arm talent. Here's my problem. I Like TJ said it before, I don't like the rollouts here. Roll left, throw right, roll right, throw left. No, that's a recipe for disaster. That's turnovers. Turnovers turn into points. You can't afford to do that in this league. So what I like to see is like, and, and there's no shame in it. Watch a game like uh, my suggestion today, Sean, watch a game like Tommy Galante. He could run, but what he does is he slides into his protection. You got to learn to do that. When you're throwing the ball, I don't want to see you throwing across your body. I want your feet planted. And I want you throwing the ball, right? Use your lineman. You got, you got the horses up front. You could slide into your protection. You could slide into, you know, a, a pocket. I, I, I don't like the uh, on the run throws. You got a great arm and it works for you. But at some at some points, those balls could have been picked off. So I, I, what I like to see from Deshaun, let's get a game plan uh, uh, where he kind of stays in the pocket, plants his feet when he throws the ball. Don't like throwing on the run. Don't like throwing. Definitely don't like throwing across the field. But I think this I think it's a very good team. It was a great game. I, I, I love to see both teams come out like that and compete. It came down to the wire. Uh, I, I think both these teams are playoff teams. Uh, I, I just, you know, consistency from the, from the quarterback position is huge. So put it in your game plan to be consistent. Make make mind of it to be consistent. Wow. That was good. That was a good breakdown on that one, Kurtz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have stats? You have stats? Um, yeah. With Cobb was 9-20, 111 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Five carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Coburn had a sack and a fumble recovery. Bryce had one catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. Um, also had two rushes for 13 yards and two tackles. Dean had an interception and a pass breakup. Um, Mark Kokoda had three catches, 16 yards, and a touchdown. Also had an interception. Um, Don Maselli had two catches for 40 yards. Chris Wallen had a pass breakup and a tackle. Steve Drew had three catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a conversion caught, and Ibrahim had three tackles. Well, can we get a shout-out? Was it Hayda, receiver for the Saints? Um, I think he had a touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting there. I am sorry. I just want to give him a shout-out because I thought he played a great game. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, guy, he did. He... I, I seen him on the sidelines all the time. He's into the league. and, and I, Is this his first year playing? Yeah. Fantastic. I, I think that's that's great that he's playing. He, like I said, uh, here's another player totally into the league, into his team. I thought he had a great game. Yeah. 
Uh, Deshaun was 10 and 18, 140 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions. Also had six carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, a touchdown. Also had a pass breakup and an interception on defense. Harnish had a catch for 11 yards. Jaleel had a catch for 17 yards and a pass breakup. Jaheem Jackson had two catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Micah had four catches for 26 yards and a conversion. Hayter had one catch for 23 yards and a touchdown. Also had a sack. And also had a, uh, a ball that he could, that should have been a touchdown, but he I think he was just out of bounds in the back of the end zone. Um, so it could have had a big day for him. And John Romano had one catch for 10 yards and also had a sack. Let's not forget my boy Hassett was hurt. When he comes back, the team's going to be even better. Yeah, I was going to say, I meant to I meant to ask Deshaun because I was going to text him and talk to him about the game. Where Hamstring. was Hassett in this one? Oh, quad. I think it's quad. Okay, quad. So he's still feeling the injury. He might even play this week. Uh, he, I thought he'd say, like, maybe in two weeks it'll be better. Okay, well, when hopefully, gonna, hopefully, I was gonna say, I'm surprised you're not massaging his quad. That is so funny, <laughs> it's a great player. Oh, yeah, no, nah, he adds another dynamic to that team, so hopefully, he can get back sooner rather than later. Uh, let's move on to the last game of the day here Panthers against the Steelers, biggest upset of the week, biggest upset of the week. We expected veteran quarterback Nick Surhoff and crew to take care of business against Douglas's. The Douglas-led Panthers in his first ever bear down start. Dad, I'll start with you here. Um, what, what was the final of this game? Uh, 20, 20 to 16. 20 to 16. What? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I, I, I like Kurtzman praise Douglas. I'll let you uh, shit on the Steelers a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's I, 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 you know, I got to see uh, uh, better leadership. I got to see more points from a veteran quarterback. Um, that was a... a you can't say it's a rookie team because he's, he's played these guys. The Panthers got a good defense, but I can't let a rookie quarterback beat a veteran quarterback like that. We know Douglas is a great athlete, but we didn't know what he was a quarterback. I need Serhoff to, to, to assert himself. He's a playoff quarterback in this league. He's got to play better than that. He's got a good line. He's got a great line. Uh, and even defensively on the side, when he plays on defense, it's even better. So I need a little bit more than 16 points from the Steelers. On a rookie quarterback. Uh, on the flip side, Douglas, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I watched the first half of this game. Uh, Douglas does a lot with his feet. Uh, I know he's, he was getting the ball out to a lever, which I like to see. You got to get. I always like getting the ball out to your stars. Let, let them make the plays. It makes you look better. Gives you pads your stats. Uh, I got to see more from the passing game with Douglas before I make judgment. Kurtz. Um, Suroff sucked. Um, he's not going to want to hear, I mean, he knows that he's been saying it in the group chat that he sucks, but on, he's just in his head. He's still in his head uh, on, from last off. season. I thought that game, I thought that game against Florida was going to kind of jumpstart him back into playing much better in the league and getting consistent offense. But th that offense was just so inconsistent for another week in a row of a Sir led team, not putting up points when we expect them to. Um, I think the big takeaway from me in this game, looking at the stats is that Steve Bowen had four, four targets, no catches. Wow. Um, you drafted him in the second round. He should have more than four targets in the game. I think you should have manufactured him touches, let him get the ball in his hands. He did have an interception early in this game, Bowen, but outside of that, I'm not sure he touched the ball. Um, need to get him on the screens, get him going. I thought you did some good stuff, sir, off when, with Oregon and later in the season getting Bowen the ball and letting him uh, make guys miss and make plays. So get back to that, figure out what you need to do there. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by Jiggy. I thought he played a really good game. He had, uh, he had a, big, a long touchdown run. I thought Drive and I played well on both sides of the ball. Um, but overall, it's on Suroff. Suroff's got to make this happen. He's got a good offensive line. I know the, the Panthers probably have one of the better defensive lines in the league, but um, I think 
they gave Suroff enough time to be able to make plays. I think Suroff could have done a little bit. Um, I think the receivers could have done a little more to help Suroff out. But overall, Steelers should not have lost that game. They had multiple opportunities to put it away late and were not able to do so. But I will praise the Panthers because Douglas did what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to get a leave of the ball, and he got a leave of the ball, and he let Oliva make plays for him. Oliva finished um, – with eight catches on nine targets for 78 nice. yards. Very nice. That is what you want to see with a rookie quarterback. A lot of screens, a lot of here, Mike, take the ball, go. Like that, that's thing, those are things you want to see. And then he gave Mike an opportunity to go up and get it on uh on Valinati on uh, on the conversion at at the end of the game. So I think Douglas came in with the game plan and he knew he was gonna run a lot and he stuck to his game plan and did what he thought he needed to do to win the game. I think a lot of Douglas's games are gonna look like this. Douglas knows he doesn't have one of the best arms in the league um, in terms of like accuracy and throwing the football, but he knows that he knows what it takes to win. And I think that team is gonna be very prided on their defense and keeping games ugly and low scoring and trying to run the clock on offense and um, minimize possessions when playing against higher offensive octane teams. Um, the Panthers are a pretty good team. Mm. I, I love their defensive line is scary with Rhett Jarwar, who had two sacks in this one, and Douglas himself. They have a lot of flexibility in the back end. And I, I think that if Douglas is able to play consistent and not turn the ball over, then they could be a pretty successful team in this league. That's it. Real yeah, quick, yeah. I just want to jump in. Um, I was talking to some Panther players at halftime, and they felt that the Steelers didn't have any weapons offensively against their defense. Uh, that Surah had no one to throw to. I'm not going to name names who, who said what, but they just said they felt there wasn't any weapons on the Steelers that could hurt them. You're a halftime reporter too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> people like to talk. What doesn't he do? What doesn't he do? So, some he's a coach. Wisdom. He's a coach, GM, sideline reporter, and an insider. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Douglas for getting a big win. Um, like I said, I thought that was the upside of the week. Shout out to him for getting Mike Oliva involved. Kurtzman, you always speak to it. Dad, you always speak to it. Get your guys the ball. Kurtzman's favorite thing to do, favorite thing to say is, well, if you're my number one receiver, I'm giving you 10 targets. Yeah. Like there's just no scenario where I'm not giving you 10 targets. And Douglas came out there and got Mike the ball. Um, shout out to Mike for showing up and, and, and being a beast. Cause that's what he is. And, uh, you know, you went on the last play of the game. It's a huge win, huge momentum going into that. That's another team. Like, you know, it quarter Douglas at quarterback. If you think he, if he came out, maybe zero and two, zero and three, things could have went south. But getting that first win, first you know game of the season, everyone's bought in now. Now everyone's excited to come to the field and play again this weekend. So huge, uh, great job by Douglas and a huge win by the Panthers, Kurtz. Yeah, um, you you really hit it on the head there. I think getting that big win week one, having the team, all right, like we can win this style of football. We just have to go out there and, like I said, turn the ball, uh, turn the other team over limit the turnovers on your end and just play good in the trenches. And they have one of the best defensive lines. And that also usually translates to a good offensive line. So um, Douglas will hopefully and probably improve each week at his quarterbacking. Um, he is another one who threw some lollipops that were uh, fortunately not uh, turned over outside of his one early interception to Bowen. Um, but he made a couple of nice throws that I was like, okay, like there is definitely some potential here for growth at quarterback. He's a good athlete. He's able to make guys miss with his, uh, make guys miss on his feet. So I, I think they go as far as their defense takes them. They're going to play a lot of low scoring games, but I think that's the type of game they're trying Agreed. to play this year. Dad, you got anything else? No, no. Uh, I expected what I, 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 you know, what Douglas gave you. He's like I said, superior athlete in this league. He's going to give it his all. Yeah. Uh, I hope he has a good season. 
Hope he does well. Side, side note, side note about this game. Uh, Douglas, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose, sent his full game plan to the captain's chat the night before the game. Oh um, my god! Yeah, it was a it was very it was a very interesting uh, Saturday night in the in the captain's chat. No one could, could no one could believe what Douglas had done. And then Douglas three hours later writes in the chat, "Well, sir, oh, there you go. Hope you can win." And uh, he was able to back that up and get the win, even though Serov had the game plan right in front of him. So, That's hilarious. Yeah, no, uh, it, was, it was definitely funny. You have stats? Yeah, I have stats. Uh, Serov, 8 of 19, 140 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, three carries, 11 yards. Austin, two catches, 17 yards and a touchdown, also had two sacks and one being a safety. Um, Bowen, four targets, no catches, and an interception. Jake Hill Will, one catch for 20 yards and three tackles. Jordan Mayo had a tackle. Ivanak had two catches for 45 yards. Jiggy had three catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. And Chris Valnati had three tackles and two pass breakups. Um, as for the Panthers, Douglas was 14 of 20, 124 yards, one touchdown and one pick. Also ran seven times for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two sacks, an interception, and one tackle. Jarwar had two sacks and a pass breakup. Michael Leva, not, uh, eight catches for 78 yards and a pass breakup. Jordan Noya had a catch for 18 yards. Rob Torino had two catches. Uh, Cody Van Note had two catches for 15 yards, and John Denoy had one catch for 13 yards. All right, that's going to be it for the pod. We'll be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow night, get off work early, Kurtzman, so we'll be able to do the podcast nice and early before the game. Yeah, back-to-back, back-to-back. Back-to-back, we're on back-to-back tomorrow. Um, Everyone, thanks for listening, as always. uh, Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you listen on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for the Week 2 preview. Peace, everybody.